Let's go through this little quickie because I got to go pee pee. Yeah, it's so good. It's so bad that it's good. That is the wrong answer, actually. <laughs> it's just a wild romp. I am feeling this. Yeah, yeah, yeah! All of them! Hey, what are you talking yourself into? I'm trying to talk myself into that. This is what this podcast is for. We're also trying to talk you into it. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into, the podcast where a group of friends try to talk each other, and maybe even you, into liking what we like. This episode, it's a little dicky. My name is Jimmy, and my senior yearbook quote was by Michael Scott of The Office. My name is Jeff, and the first movie I ever saw in theaters was Big Top Pee Wee. My name is Dan, and according to my human resources class that I take online, I'm an extroverted introvert. Wow. Oh, I think how I does, kind of feel that too. How does that even happen? You're you you're super into verting? No, I guess it just means that like uh I'm into introverted stuff, but then I want to share it with people. I don't know. Or oh. or like I'm an introvert, but I don't have an issue with like having confrontations. No, something. you don't. You yeah. definitely don't. <laughs> you love confronting. Yeah. That's true. So yeah. uh Wow. Big Top Peewee, that's a pretty cool first movie. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, it's the least good of the three Pee Wee movies, but yeah, yeah, that's what I was told. It was that was the first one that I saw in theaters. My mom just says Pee Wee, but if I do the math, I wasn't I was like born the summer that the first Pee Wee came out. Yeah. yeah. So I didn't see that. And it wasn't the one that came out in like 2012. <laughs> no, no, I wasn't. I wasn't born in 2017. No. Yeah. Um. I think that my first movie experience was actually at a drive-in, and I saw a double feature of Fern Gully and Rockadoodle. Oh, wow! That still holds up. Yeah, it's pretty I late. I don't in remember your life. what my first movie was. Obviously, it's kind of hard to remember, but um, I think it might have been Tarzan. Wow, yeah. the animated one? Yeah, the animated one, or the one from the thirties. <laughs> the one from the thirties. The first movie that my brother saw in theaters was Batman Returns, Ooh. and I was mad because. The penguin scared him so much that he kept crying and we had to leave. And hmm. I was really upset about that. You know, Batman Returns is one of the first movies that I ever saw in theaters. Another Paul Rubens movie. And uh, it made me feel some feelings when Catwoman was on the screen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Jeff told me to tell you that a recurring thing that we do <laughs> is occasionally I will have strange dreams and record myself talking about them when i first wake up or in the middle of the night as sort of like an audio dream journal this is becoming my favorite part of the show yeah this is like the third one that we've done so far i think and it's it's so good because i forget about it then i re-listen to the episodes and it's there and they're so good and i don't hear any feedback from anyone except for you two about it (laughs) but it it makes us happy so to be fair the second one hasn't aired yet okay so here's another one from this little segment we like to do called dan's dream journal and uh, I recorded this, uh, what time? 3.32 a.m. on March 10th, 2020. I was in New York City with Jeff. We were supposed to eat lunch at this fancy place, but somehow our reservation was actually for dinner. <laughs> so we went and got a pizza. Um, and it was like covered in alcohol and sauce and, and 
stuff and we both got real drunk by accident and, <laughs> and we got a taxi cab but we didn't know where to go so he took us to this gigantic hot topic and we were just lost in there and just wandering around and stuff and then we ended up getting an Uber all the way back to Connecticut and none of us had enough money. <laughs> That's it. It's not that even, was it. Like your other one was like an epic <laughs> yeah. journey through time and space. And this one is just you got you ate pizza, got drunk and went to Hot Topic. Well, it's this so was good. this was like a 16 floor hot topic and i was trying to find a oh, gift that's so big i was trying to find a gift for my girlfriend and no one would help us we were just wandering around and you were like so drunk that you were like hiding in racks of clothes <laughs> i remember that part of the dream vividly i don't remember anything about the restaurant or anything it is that's incredibly on brand to get drunk off pizza though yeah. i've been there yeah pizza drunk I definitely got pizza nosh yeah nosh wrong word nope. sloshed sloshed what did i have too much pizza let's get pizza Okay, Toy Boys. Yeah. This is our Talking Ourselves Into segment we do each week. Here's a little something that we've been up to that we want to share with you, but we don't think we're really going to convince you. Right. So this week has been a little weird for us. As we're recording, we're in quarantine mode. Yeah. But something I started right before that that I'm going to continue as soon as possible is I've been talking myself into finding new doctors. <laughs> You're I, so old. I yeah. have to do that too. I yeah. just haven't yet. It's funny because earlier today I heard you mention not having a primary care physician. Yeah. And this is where I was at. Yeah. So my primary care physician that I really liked, I had for years, he retired at the beginning of this year. And uh, I had a couple colds earlier and I just was getting bounced around from other doctors within his What like, a great cl- time for him to retire. Yeah. yeah like, how lucky is he? He's probably at home like, yes. <laughs> um, so I saw a few different doctors in his practice, didn't really care for them, didn't really care for the treatment I was getting. So I decided, like, I'm going to find a new doctor. So I went online, did some research with my insurance and, like, just read some reviews out there. Saw this new guy who's pretty funny, also pretty old, which I'm a little <coughs> concerned he's going to be retiring soon, too. But meh, for the time being, he seems pretty cool. So uh, he sent me for I have to get a whole blood workup, which probably can't do right now but that has to get done so then in the meantime i decided to find a psychologist because i've been wanting to try that out too um and it's not a very fun task to find a new doctor no it's not it's terrible that first appointment with a new doctor is like the worst yeah first of all they'll only schedule you for like specific times of day so they're like oh can you come at one o'clock on a tuesday and i'm like i have a job (laughs) and they're like oh well it's your first appointment so we can't have you come early in the morning or late in the afternoon so i have to like take time off work and then you get there and there's the whole packet of paperwork yep there's so so for my primary care i filled out literally like a 10 page packet of paperwork yeah i go there i go into the office and he proceeds to ask me all of the same questions and i'm like yo i filled that out (laughs) And he's just like asking me the fun, uncomfortable questions that you get asked by a doctor. And uh, yeah, so I can't wait till the quarantine is lifted so I can go through that with a psychologist where the questions will probably be even more uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. And personal. 
So it's uh, just a shame. Like a lot of people are like, I don't want my files digital. I do. I want all my shit in the Yale network, and then whatever doctor I go to in Southern Connecticut has it. Yeah, basically. Like I went to a rheumatologist. He already had the basics up. Didn't need to ask me. I went to uh, an endocrine system guy. I don't know what it's called. The stomach doctor. Endocrinologist. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I'm and, smart. Yeah, and uh, and they already had the information. Didn't have to do blood work three times. They had results that were done like two weeks ago. Yeah, and I, I love that. I'm also tempted to move my dentist because I started going to this dentist in, in Simsbury, which is about an hour drive from Why me. Why would you do that? Because I have a terrible fear of dentists, and this dentist advertises on our local NPR affiliate oh, as the dentist you who caters to cowards. You went to the dentist who caters to cowards? I do go to the dentist <laughs> who caters to cowards. Wow. And he, in fact, does cater to cowards, and it's the most comfortable <laughs> I've ever felt at a dentist, but I hate that hour drive. So I'm trying to see if I can make myself go to a regular dentist closer. You just tell him. Last time I went to the dentist, over a year ago, I talked about it on this podcast, I was like, listen... I might gag and throw up if you like touch certain spots. And they were cool that they're like, all right. They That's not my issue, time. though. My issue yeah, is I like mean, anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it's a dentist. So <clears throat> I tried that. I went to a dentist in my hometown and I was like, listen, I have a lot of issues with dentists and anxiety and stuff. And he was like, oh, I totally understand. I deal with people like that all the time. It's going to be so different. Blah, blah, blah. I got in the chair. It was exactly the same. He scraped at every uh square inch of my teeth with a metal hook and like lifted me off the chair. And I was like, I'm dying inside. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's all happening. And uh, that's super fun. There was one other thing I was going to say. Oh, cool note about my new primary care physician. He does not like to write things down. So he has what I can only describe as Captain Kirk's captain log device. <laughs> oh, yeah. I went to a, I went to a doctor. And he gave me no fair warning. He just like <laughs> he's like, um, what kind of medicine are you on? I'm like uh lexapro he's like how many milligrams i'm like 20 and he's like lexapro 20 milligrams well you know why they then give that to like a nurse and they write it down he doesn't even have to like i could see it coming up on the screen and it goes right to his like oh, staff okay but it's funny that he is obviously like knows that what he says has to be very clear yes so he doesn't say it like conversationally he says it like super robotic yeah. so he's like anxiety concerns <laughs> it's awesome. I was like, this dude is dope. Wow. That's exciting. So yeah, finding doctors, do it. <laughs> that was a long segment. Sorry. No, it's fine. It was just funny. Uh I guess I can go next. Um so No, Jeff, you go next. Okay, I'm gonna go next. Jim, go F yourself. Okay. Yeah, my thing is just as important as Dan's uh backing up data. Ooh. We're old. Yeah. What does that mean? It means that for the last 20 years, I've been recording audio and doing things like in bands and podcasts. Some of you could find on patreon.com slash talk me into. But over the last several years, I've compiled it onto this old desktop computer that an old friend of mine made that's garbage and is slowly not working and it's ugly and it's in the <laughs> way and I have limited space. So for the last three years, I told my wife, once I get an external hard drive, I'm going to put it on there and we're going to get rid of this computer. Well, we uh, we were getting a different piece of furniture that a computer doesn't fit on. And I, she was like, bring this to the basement or something. I was like, ah, I got to get a hard drive first. So I got a, a two terabyte hard drive, which is pretty affordable for 60 bucks. I was going to say yeah. they're probably like 50 bucks right yeah. now. Stores put everything on it. I thought it was going to be like hundreds of gigs. It was 32 gigs. So now I have a lot of room. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know how many times I've asked Jeff, like, oh, do you have that song we did as a joke years ago? He's like, it's somewhere on the desktop. I'll never find it. 
there is some stuff I'm missing that I know is on my PlayStation, which I need to transfer because <laughs> it's a PS3 and it's 12 years old. Yeah. So there's still like little holes I have to fill in, but I have like so many. Dude, there is some stuff I found in there I didn't even know I had. I found. Uh, I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> you, you don't need to know. Oh, probably boy. a lot of it is really bad and offensive. <laughs> Well, no, there's some music stuff I found from a friend of ours we don't talk to anymore. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I found that. I had that on my computer for a decade and didn't know it. Sweet symphony Longer than that. of it's probably my from high love. School. I found stuff I recorded when I was like 17 that I didn't know existed still. Is it you screaming the word rock over a distorted guitar? Yes. Rock. <laughs> it was that. That's rock. exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> And I have some other stuff on physical CDs I have to transfer digitally, but it's just, I want it in multiple places. Cause like if the, if the hard drive crashes or breaks or something, yeah. I don't have it. So yeah. When Skynet takes over, now you have it on an hard drive. Yeah. So I just need to, I did this a couple of years ago. It's worthwhile. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. And like now I have a bunch of space. So now I could like back up my wife's computer, all of her pictures and yeah. stuff over the years. I could back up my old phone on it, which I don't have. Like I have videos of my grandparents on old phones that I keep. And I'm like, what am I going to do with this? But now I have a means to store all this stuff. Nice. So it's easy. It's not difficult to do. I just got around to it. All right, Jim, yeah. you're up. Now it's my turn. No, let's, let's talk about most... little Dicky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably the most boring out of all of them. Um, so this week I have been talking myself into and kind of forced into just hanging out, just chilling, maxing, relaxing, all cool. Dude. I know. You need you time. You need to chill. Yeah. So I've been enjoying it because I feel like over the past, like, I don't know, several months I've been like sort of every weekend I've been recording, talking me into then like immediately I had plans after going to a movie, going to hang out with a friend, going to visit a friend upstate, stuff like that. That ain't happening um, no more. No, it's not happening People anymore. I usually say upstate in Connecticut. Well, I'm talking about like New York or something. Uh, okay. Like actually, Haha, Jeff, New York. you're wrong. Uh, look at me. Yeah. Boy, do I have egg on my face. I don't even have friends upstate New York. I don't know why I said that, but like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that really got Jeff. It was um, funny. Yeah. It's the buildup. But uh, now I'm uh, just hanging out, playing my Animal Crossing and uh, chilling with my cats and uh, shooting yeah. some b-ball outside of the school. Yeah. Doing that too. And uh I've been enjoying it, though. The me time has been good. Trying to catch up on some shows for Talk Me Into. And, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying the time. Cool. And that yeah, was it. Yeah. very cool. That's, that's my talk myself into. You need it, though. Chilling Even out. at work. Like, we're in a crazy, hectic time oh, in my yeah. industry. And we have daily meetings that are, like, super critical. And then at yeah. the end, uh, the VP is like, if you need to go and walk, just do it. Stay cool. Yeah. You need to clear your head. You just need to do that. Yeah. You could tell we're all going through some shit in the world right now by listening to these talking ourselves into. I know. Yeah. We're recording six episodes today, uh, yeah. you know, to prepare for the inevitable lockdowns. Yeah. So. Fun. Yeah. Great. Hope you guys are alive when this comes out. Hope we're alive. Lil Dicky is a funny boy. He's a rapper. He's a multimedia artist. He does. Uh, he has a new show called Dave that's out on FX and uh, now FX on Hulu. And FXX. Uh, that I was believe, a thing. Yeah, I think it's still a thing. Um, and uh, he is an artist that I've been slowly getting into. And uh, this episode is actually um, funny enough. You were talking about Ian, I believe, the last episode. Mm -hmm. And uh, he suggested to me that we do Lil Dicky. I was like, you know, he's somebody I've been wanting to get into. Maybe I can get into him and uh, we can I can talk the boys into. 
And I was like, oh, I think Jeff likes him too. So I, I went to Jeff and I was like, hey, you like little dick? He's like, you boy, you know I do. And uh, <laughs> spot like on. Jeff would say. That is, yeah. that is my voice. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah. So I've been listening to him more and more. And I was like, I really like this. And I think Dan would too. So we're doing an episode. Yeah. Jeff, what's your exposure to Little Dicky? I found out about Little Dicky. I'm going to say three to four years ago yeah. when I got into D&D, we started a group and we started it here with Dan and we did a full run. And then after that run, um, Dan dropped out, but we continued playing and uh, with, with a bunch of high school friends that I haven't really seen. In a Little Dicky joined the run. Little Dicky joined the run. Yeah. No. Um, and just during a, a D&D session, uh, high school friend Brandon uh, brought it up and we watched a video for Pillow Talk. Mm. and uh it was extraordinarily funny yeah and i liked it so much i showed my wife and it was extraordinarily funny to her so it's just it was a really funny song and then i just listened to the rest of his stuff which isn't a lot he has a full length and then a bunch of singles yep um and that's my exposure to him and then when we did the brother greens eat episode mm-hmm. there they were like high school friends with him so he was on an episode of that which was on talk me into yep but that's that and then he came out with a show called dave and jimmy mentioned little dicky and i was like oh he's coming out with a show let's do it like kind of when the show's out so i think this episode's coming out towards the end of the season uh, the season of dave so yeah we're just doing the music though we're not doing uh yeah just the music um dan i think you'll like this i think he's pretty clever and uh you you sort of like you f with some modern day hip-hop and yeah yeah actually I just lied to you. The first song I heard was on, uh, there were like five or six people at my last job who had a collaborative playlist Mm. where we just like put on like five, maybe, no, I think it was 20 songs that we wanted of anything. And then if you wanted to add more, you had to like take ones off. So you just kept this huge playlist Mm -hmm. of rotating music and white lies was on there. And I was like, this is a great rap song. Like not knowing he was a comedian. I was like, this is just a good song. And then later I was like, Oh, that's the same guy who did white lies. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's funny, like lonely Island, but it's more, it's like, he actually likes rapping. Like he is a rapper and lonely Island are comedians first, but he's rapper first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dan, I think you'll like it because he does put a lot of like effort into actually rapping very well, and yeah. um, uh, like the beats are very good. And, and Dan, do you have any exposure? Only the that he was on that episode of Brothers Green Eats, yeah, which he didn't rap or anything. No. White crimes, not white lies. I'm sorry. Um, oh yeah, I'm prepared. Does he? Are all the songs funny? Does he do any serious stuff? They're serious, but they're way fun. Well, you know, rap is intrinsically funny. I think. Thank it's, you for teaching the world about rap, Jeff. Yeah, hip hop. Well, no, but really though, if you listen to a good rapper, it's funny. A lot of like mm-hmm. battle rapping is it's jokes. It's stand up comedy. It, it really is, and he takes that to another level. Yeah. Um. I mean, Molly's not funny. Yeah, I guess. But he he does have songs like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. And he does like have actual rappers on his shit. Mm-hmm. Cool. I'm excited. We talked about um now I can't remember their name, but I like them. Lonely Island? No. Okay. You talked us into Das Racist? Not Das Racist. Sweatshop Boys. Sweatshop Boys. Yep. Oh yeah. And I like them. It's true. I still do listen to them. I have them on a few playlists. Yeah. Nice. So let's Riz Ahmed do it, came boys. out with a new album where he's coming out with one. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. Riz MC. And Heems came out with a EP that was on Spotify for like a day and then taken off. Cool. Great. <laughs> so what am i gonna listen to 
uh, Jeff gonna, and I are going to make a playlist. Yeah, it's probably going to be most of the album, then some of the singles. There's really not much. It's going to be a short playlist. Yeah. But, well, maybe actually let's do some video, too. Yeah, that's not bad. Because he has a lot of music videos that are actually really funny. Like, the Pillow Talk video is exceptional. So we might, we'll do a mix of audio, and then we'll do separate songs on video. So it's not all, like, double dipping. So this is going to be like a little AV club. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's going to be fun. Let's do it, boys. It's lighthearted. Let's get down. Let's get our little dickies out. (laughs) It's been out. Okay, fellas, it's Hi. been a couple weeks, and I've explored your little dicky. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, to varying degrees of success, I would say. Um, <laughs> wow. You wow. guys gave me a playlist of songs, pretty short, pretty manageable. Yeah, there, mm-hmm. he doesn't have uh, a large discography. Yeah, and a playlist of videos, which was uh, about the same length, I think, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah, about six videos, about like seven songs on the on the playlist. Yeah, so should we get right into it with uh, some of the songs we listen to? Let's do get it. Get right let's, into let's it. Let's dive right into this little dicky. All right. So the first song you guys had me listen to was called "Meet the Birds," which I didn't understand right away until I listened to everything and watched all the videos. But are these his parents that he's calling? Yes. Okay. Yep. His name is Dave Bird. Yeah. Um, but this didn't do much for me. I mean, it was kind of funny that they didn't really understand what was going on, but yeah, it, it's but- an ongoing bit throughout the entire album there. I think there are three interludes that have pretty much the same thing. Um, so the re- the reason why I like this and I'm glad that Jimmy added this to the playlist is because, uh, if you listen to entire rap albums, which I, I don't, I used to do. Uh, when I was younger, uh, a recurring thing is that they have interludes, uh, maybe most famously Eminem because he was very popular um, that aren't very funny. They're kind of like skit, comedy skits, but it's mm. it, it's a huge thing in hip hop. So I think that it was good that there was an interlude um, in this because it was I don't know, it, it's very hip hoppy, but it's funny because it's his Jewish parents. Yeah, and it's also super genuine, too, I feel like. Right, um, right. As opposed to the other ones. <clears throat> yeah. Which kind of so, sets the tone for a lot of his songs. Yeah. So I don't have a lot to say about that, but then we get into the next song, which is Professional Rapper, which is probably one of my favorite things you guys gave me on this playlist. With Sneep, Sneepo Double Josh. Yeah. Snoop. Um, I really like this song. I think the, the concept is funny. But beyond that, unlike, like, not to shout back to our Weird Al episode too much, but I'm sure that's going to come up a lot. Let's do it. Yeah, let's keep going, baby. I I think that the songs that work best for me in this, like, comedic music genre or oeuvre are the ones that move beyond the concept and get super granular with the jokes. And I think this does a really good job of that. So the concept is that he's sort of applying for a job to be a professional rapper with Snoop Dogg, which is yep. is funny, but it gets so much better when you actually like listen to the lyrics. And um, I love how he's he's taking a common trope in hip hop music, which is that he wants to be the greatest. He wants to leave the game changed. He wants to like start his own path. But instead of doing like what most hip hop does, which is to like go hard and like be the toughest and the most gangster his course that he's going to chart is to be like 
just like true to himself and he's like he's like i'm not trying to be tough if someone like toughs up to me in a club snoop's like what are you gonna do if someone like calls you out in a club he's like i'm gonna do nothing because that's the group of people that i represent (laughs) and i'm just gonna do this thing my way yeah i i think it's the most i've ever related to hip-hop music because he's representing all the uh like sort of wussy nice guy white dudes that like rap yeah 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 it's great and and i mean so like it's funny because it's like a skit but even even the talking parts are constructed very well and have a lot of wordplay and flow well but there are some parts when he's like demonstrating um how he can rap that's that's legitimately good good rapping and it's it's also one of the when he when he was told to make a bridge and he just made like this garbage generic hip-hop bridge it was very funny i'm professional yeah and it's also one of the first this is the first song that's going to be introducing sort of like a lot of his formats for raps are like conversationalist so like one another one is like uh pillow talking where you're you're just kind of like having a conversation between two people but it's it's, being rapped and it's not even an original thing it's or just a straight-up comedic thing like if you listen to krs1 a lot of his songs are like that they're stories it's it's modern Mm -hmm. folk tales um and and that's that's a style of hip hop which I'm a big fan of, but it's not just like this ha ha look at me this is funny. Even well, it happens to be funny, but I think it it's, is still very much in the vein of good and respected hip hop. I think it's done really well in this song, the interplay between him and Snoop. And whenever I hear this type of back and forth in hip hop music, I always wonder how the writing process works. I I do too. Like, is Lil Dicky writing Snoop's lines? If so, he's really good at being able to carry off two different personalities. But like, and, as and Jimmy mentioned, Snoop's character, like capturing it. Yeah. I, as Jimmy mentioned, he does that in Pillow Talk, which is obviously him doing both parts. So it's possible. I also wonder how much Snoop had a hand in it. But yeah, I really like this. Song. I'm sure um, Snoop just did it for a check. That dude will do anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, one. We could hire him to be to on me. Talk Me Into if we wanted to. Yeah, we probably could. Skip one speed. lyric that jumps out to me is the anti-rap is ironically one of the real brands of rap left, which yeah. is so true because I guess a lot of the hip hop that I listen to could be classified as anti-rap, but mm-hmm. sometimes those guys are the ones that are like blazing the most unique, true trail. Yeah. Then we, we get into bruh, which I think is one of his best songs as, as a rap song. Um, yeah dan what did you think of this since you've never heard it before i had a hard time with this song because i really liked i liked the lyrics a lot i like that it's not as comedic and not as um reliant on the concept as professional rapper and some of his other stuff right but i really didn't like the beat which is sort of like i love the beat it was so minimalist but still like Mm. bopping and and like it was the bass dropped out at like perfect times and then when it comes back, it's just like this total groove. And then it drops out again. And he's just like riffing real hard. I mean, it was probably written, but he was just going real fast. Really, yeah, I, gotta, really I think good. I got to listen to this one some more. And maybe if like I start to get really attached to the lyrics and memorize them, it'll become 
better for I mean, me. You but- don't even need to memorize them. It's just it's also like a party anthem. They have like the crowds in the background, like yeah. mm-hmm. real low, but it just it sounds natural. It sounds legit. It sounds fun, which is how hip hop started. And that's what I really like. It, it sounded like I mean, I wasn't obviously in New York City when hip hop started in the early 80s, but I've seen documentaries and a lot of stuff on it. And that's what it was, dude. It was just people having fun, throwing on a record, just saying shit and microphones and just like, all right, Jeff, it was fun. All right. And, and I liked it. I, I it was, get that you it was, like it. It was a well put together song. Yeah. And I'm trying to talk you into it as to why it's better than you are giving it. Credit I didn't for, dislike sir. it. I just didn't think I it know. really stood out. <laughs> oh, I loved it. It was like, oh, I don't know. It was good. Jimmy, what about you? You didn't talk about the song yet. No, I think it's a really good song. This was one of the first songs that I listened to. This was actually a recommendation from friend of the show, Ian. Uh, it was one of like three things that he, he showed me. He was like, you oh. should like this. Um, so I thought Bro was very good. I think it's one of the best songs that uh, features him as a rapper. Yep. Um, it, it's it, it feels so like authentic, too, which it definitely isn't. Like He's not performing this live in front of an audience, but like no. it feels like he yeah. is. Which I think is really cool, and I think that's pretty hard to come by and things like this. Then we got the Hannibal interlude, which this one Mm -hmm. works more for me than the Meet the Birds one. Yeah, this is one of the funniest things Hannibal Burris has ever done to for me. Like, I think it's so funny. It's really good. Jeff and I have seen Hannibal Burris live, and basically, it was it was he was the funniest comedian I've ever seen live. He's very funny. Yeah, and this basically reminded me like of a snippet of his stand up act over a drum beat. Yeah, like uh, Mm. when Dan and I saw him, he had I don't know what special it ended up in, but he had this uh, this bit about Iggy Azalea's fancy and it incorporated music into the stand-up and it was really funny because he was deconstructing a genre mm. and oh it was just really funny and the beat behind it was just dirt nasty it was so it's good. good well he also had that yeah. bit jeff that became really popular um where he did the deconstructed hip-hop hit where he played the beat and he's like rap, 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 rap. he just said nonsense and then he slowed it down and said what he's actually <laughs> saying and how like this could be on the radio and be successful and it means nothing yeah it was really good yeah i do Very love his good. whole bit about how having like 30 people on stage on yep. you like did you hire them locally or That's the best part <laughs> did you bring them on tour <laughs> like, with nobody you? else does that you don't go to pay your taxes and your accountant's like yo i'm here to do your taxes and here's 30 of my friends to do nothing yeah. it's so good uh, so after that, we get to White Crime. Yeah, this was um, the first song I heard from him. Oh, really? Before knowing he was like an anti-rap funny guy, it was just on a, a playlist that some coworkers had, um, and I just thought it was just a rapper. Um, and it, it's just so funny because it, it also takes one of those hip-hop stereotypes about how they're so hard and they've yep. done all these crimes. I mean, even like Johnny Cash played on that, too. <clears throat> he was never in jail, but he played the hard ass. Mm-hmm. Um and it's it's funny because it's talking about doing little things like, you know, sneaking popcorn into a movie yep. and shit like that. Um, but it's also it's just really funny, like when he's talking about going to a work party and he has that line about putting this dick all up on the asshole. That's so rap to me. It's so funny because it's just like this over sexualized nonsense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think this one good, is great concept. Yeah, it's a good concept. I think it stands alone um, a little bit better than bruh because not even for the lyrical content, but I think it has a better hook. And I think, yeah, it does. I think the beat is more interesting. I, I want to say it's theremin that's mm-hmm. being used that like high pitch instrument. 
Yeah, or or replicating a theremin yeah. sound. So I liked White Crime is actually one of the songs that I wasn't a huge fan of at first. Um, but like when I started like listening to the lyrics, I, I kind of liked it a little bit more. Yeah, and sort of this song defines like this with classic male pregame pregame and professional rapper sort of define where I can kind of place him contextually, which is sort of like mm. a better rapping, like a more technically skilled and proficient rapper than the lonely island like yes that's yeah. sort of where i place him and I, I like it um this 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 is the kind of song where i'm like it's hard because like he does want to be a joke rapper he knows what he is but he also want he wants to be two things at once yeah and this song is like he's too good to just be written off as as a novelty as the lonely island mm. or as other people who have made hip-hop um joke albums right well it's kind he's in kind of a weird area because a lot of hip-hop is clever and funny but yeah but because he applies it to this sort of like um nice guy white nerd aesthetic it can kind of get pigeonholed because it shares commonalities with the lonely island and weird al and um even like that group jimmy played as ninja sex party so mm-hmm. I agree with you. I, I think you could look at him as he describes himself as just like a rapper forging his own like trail based on like his own life and, and being true to himself. But uh, when he mixes that with humor, it, it's hard to it's hard to find a spot for him that's not like parody or humor. Right. Yeah, I get I, that. I see what you're saying. So... um personality this is Can't like um with my personality Sorry, yeah Jim. this uh this might be the most relatable hip-hop song i've ever heard <laughs> it's so good it's, <laughs> it's that's equally the funniest and like saddest most awe-inducing <laughs> moment of this podcast yeah but i think we can all say that none of us are out there like getting chicks because we're like the best looking most oh no dude like i'm 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 like a five tops and like my wife is awesome (laughs) like it's great you're just saying that because she's sitting next to you no she's not i mean i i love you but all this stuff in here about like how he loves cuddling and he's not a stud, he's a boyfriend rings so true. He's not afraid to say that he loves yeah, rats. So close to home. I'm like, yo, this is me. <laughs> and it's, yeah. just, it's just catchy. It's a catchy song. And it's not even like it's not even a good like hip hop song. It's a good mainstream. Like this is like a Nicki Minaj mainstream song where like her mixtape was pretty good but then she got popular and started pumping out pop garbage mm-hmm. well it's interesting like that he bass. uses t-pain because it fits with those yeah, yeah. type of songs that feature t-pain <laughs> yeah does. i think this is this is actually a pretty good song that features t-pain too like a lot of songs like he's just sort of like in the background like i'm on a boat as well like he's like i'm on a boat like that's all he's doing <laughs> i think he he has a pretty good personality on yeah, this but, song but t-pain is also very self-aware yeah, like I've seen is. some interviews with him, maybe like one, but like, <laughs> no, he's a uh, yeah. Well, I what up. I think this song does best though is he, like he talks about in professional rapper, he's not. How can I say this? He's like sending up typical hip hop braggadocia tropes, but he's not falling into this trap of becoming self deprecating. 
Like a lot of times mm-hmm. Lonely Island will poke fun at themselves and show how they're like so inept and like like jizz in my pants comes to mind and stuff. He, <laughs> I was just gonna he's say not that. doing that with this song. He's saying like he gets women by his personality and that he's like successful, but by taking another yeah. road. So I For think sure. that's kind of a cool um, take on this type of topic. Mm. And it's it's also it it falls in line with hip hop and being misogynistic. You know, he's reducing women down to just being. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, he's very self-aware. Yeah. yeah. So then the last song, classic male pregame. Uh, this is kind of like a, a perfect sequel. Yeah. To that. It's so funny and just takes down the whole misogyny thing. Yeah. I think um, this one has a good hook as well. It does. And it's poking fun at like bro culture, but also they're not like good at it. They're kind of like losers who want to be bros. And (laughs) uh, there's some funny stuff in here. Like the two, two roommates or two friends arguing over who's going to wear the plaid shirt. Mm -hmm. There's, there's some funny moments. I kept picturing, I don't know if you guys have seen swingers, but a long time ago. I don't even remember. There's some good scenes of classic male pre-gaming in that movie. And that's just like what I kind of like, kept picturing they're all like preparing to go out for the night and everything keeps getting like messed up and they're all like losers and stuff so it just keeps getting pushed later and later and later and i believe they never end up going out (laughs) but uh this uh this song has a pretty good music video too i didn't include it just because i wanted some stuff for the uh audio playlist but um the the music video is pretty good for this one i haven't seen the video for that one yeah so I guess we can actually get to our music video since yeah, we're done with the audio. Do let's do it. Let so me the, freak. Yeah, let me freak is the the first one. And uh, Dan, what did you think about this? Oh, I thought this was really funny. I was surprised. See, I don't really know a lot about Little Dicky. Um, well, virtually <laughs> anything. So I was surprised, and this becomes a common thread that um, how high quality the videos were. Yeah, they really yeah. are. And especially the newer ones. So like let me freak, we see an extensive usage of like prosthetics and old age makeup and stuff. And I like the concept of the song and I think it really comes to life with the video. Like I think the video improves the song. Mm-hmm. Right, like the song's good and it's like an R&B parody almost. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, the video is definitely good too. Um also if we were doing just audio, um, Dan, if you are talked into this and you listen to his only full length album, there's a let me freak like I forgot what reprise. it was. Yeah, reprise. And it's like six minutes long and it's yeah. mostly just music, but it's really good. Like it's just mm. you could just put it on in the background while you're driving and you're like, wow, this is a this is a good R and B tune. Yeah. I think there's some standout lines in this one that I really liked <clears throat> in the beginning when he's trying to convince her to come back to his place. He brags about how he just did sheets like there's and there's some things that he does with the video that harkens back to Weird Al music videos, which is where there's obviously a lot of like jokes and humor in the song. But he's also incorporating jokes by juxtaposing the songs to the imagery. So like in one line, he talks about how he's got pizza at home and then they show a pizza box with like some old half eaten pizza crust and stuff. Yeah. He definitely mm-hmm. uses the the medium to his advantage. Like he's not just making, you know, pictures to look at. He's making a new form of entertainment. Yeah, I actually. My, my, go ahead. Oh, sorry. 
Oh, my all-time favorite line in this, I know we're talking about visuals, but my all-time favorite line is this, is when he's talking about how he's trying to find a hoe when he's older. And he was like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm pretty much blind by this point. Hmm. Like, I think that's so good. This song <laughs> actually one of my had favorite me, things. There was a line in this video that had me do a literal spit take of my coffee. And it was, <laughs> her tits looked like hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> I don't know why that struck me as so funny, but I had literally just taken a sip of coffee and was like, back into my cup. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this is this to me is probably my favorite Lil Dicky song as like Lil Dicky as he is, um, wow. because, uh, yeah, we'll get to Molly later, which I think is also one of my favorites, but for a different reason. Um, but uh, I think it's, it's such a quintessential Lil Dicky song. I think this is the first song that I listened to. And uh, I was like, I am into this dude. I think he's one of the funniest dudes I've ever seen. So then we get to Save That Money, which, um, I mean, there's two things to talk about with this. There's yep. the, the song and then there's the, the video and the way they went about making the video, which mm-hmm. I think <clears throat> to talk about that first, I think that's such a cool idea to pair with this song. And I think they did a great job of incorporating behind the scenes stuff. And then little bits at the end to tell the story of the making of the video, which I thought was really successful. Apparently there's a full on documentary about how they made it. It's like a 20 minute video about how they made the the thing. Yeah. I love how some, some of the comments are like other rappers, a $300 million, three minute video, Lil Dicky, $0, eight minute video. It's so yeah. funny. And there's just everything about that is great. Like, I love the old woman who let him use her house. And she's like, her plug at the end is just like, donate money to Planned Parenthood. Yeah. It's so good. But as far as the song, um, the first note I wrote was, I really hate Fetty Wap, but this song do clap. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing with a lot of like, I, you could call it funny rap because I've heard him say that before, is that like, there's a lot of rappers or rap styles like i hate mumble rap um mm-hmm. i i i get it i'm not going to totally shit on the entire genre because there's a lot that i don't understand about it but like pillow talk we'll get to that but i love that song and it's like super inspired by soundcloud rappers oh yeah like, um this is the first one that really got across the i'm like oh he's definitely like a mumble rapper at some point so there's that whole bit oh, yeah, yeah. where he's explaining to the waiter about why he ordered bacon on the side instead of the bacon cheeseburger <laughs> that is so good <laughs> and is also like such a Jeff thing to do. Dude, yeah, I yep. mean like so the no ice thing for me, that started out as like wanting to get a little more liquid, but then I'm like, if you get no ice, the soda's already cold, baby, and it's not getting watered down. Yeah. So now I get it because it doesn't water it down, but it started out as me trying to, you know. Yeah, he Get a few um, extra stippies out of my Dr. Pippies. Another like throwaway line, like just a little one liner that I absolutely loved because I've 100% done this is where he talks about how he's copping sweaters in the summer when they on sale. <laughs> so good. Um, yeah, this is a song that like I initially was like not a huge fan of. And then I rewatched, then I watched the music video and I was sort of like seeing what he's talking about because oh, I'm one of those. Per- uh, like I was talking about in the last episode, I'm one of those people that just kind of like has music on in the background, just sort of vibing mm-hmm. to it. But like, as you're like kind of contextualizing what he's talking about, I appreciated it more and more. And I just like it as a video too, because you're talking about how it's more of like a documentary style yeah. as well as shooting the video. I will say that he has some of the worst white guy dance moves I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Oh, but it's so great though. It's so funny because he's so into it. He's wearing like the jersey and his shirts open. Yep. And he's doing like that air pump thing and all awkward and shit. Oh, it's so great. <laughs> it's so fun. He's just having fun, man. Yeah, he was he was doing that. Yeah, he was doing that in the Let Me Freak video too. Like he was doing like some weird dance moves trying to get the girl into yeah. him. It's <laughs> just like I don't think I would be into you at that point, but. So the next song, um, next video you guys had me check out was Molly. Um, yes. I don't think I like this as much as you guys do based on what Jimmy well, referenced. Well, uh, a little behind the scenes, Jimmy did put together these playlists. I just approved them because I agreed. Um, I I hate this song and I didn't even watch this wow. video. This is like the only little Dicky song that's an instant skip for me. And it's mostly because of Brandon Yuri. I think that he's terrible and his band sucks and everything he's in is garbage. Um, so I, I, I just skipped it. And I, I think I listened to the song maybe one time in its entirety. Um, so you guys can talk about it, but I have nothing to say. <laughs> oh, man. It is definitely one of my favorite songs of that of his. Um, I think it, it's it's a fun turn. Uh, because it's definitely not comedic and uh i don't know if it's just like super relatable to me or what but uh i i listened to the song and i was like wow that was heartbreaking and so then wait, i watched is the, it about the a girl video. or is it about weed i can't tell it's about a girl okay so i was wrong yeah so it, i don't know just um whatever but uh then you add the music video on top of it and like the music video he is literally at her wedding as he's well he's not like rapping it but the music's playing in the background and i was like oh so this is double sad that's great yeah um it's... I, I just thought it was a double i thought i just thought it was a nice change of pace and i i like the song a lot i think it's cool when he gets a little bit less comedic um like bruh but yeah, yeah, me too. I, I think this one's a little too far. It's it's sort of cringy. Maybe it would be better if I just listened to it. But to hear it paired with these visuals where they build it up like in the beginning, they make you think that it's his wedding. Like there's a bunch of guys around helping him mm. tie his tie and they're like like all joking around with him about cold feet and stuff. And then you find out pretty quickly the turn is that he said his ex's wedding, which is just sort of depressing um i yeah. also didn't like the hook i didn't like that singer i guess he's from panic at the disco or whatever yeah uh then i was also taken out of the video by one of the crowd scenes where they're like dancing at the wedding is that one of the paul brothers jimmy yes is it, it is. logan or jake paul i forget i think it's jake paul oh, I, man, I don't now remember I'm who double but... glad I oh he is the world's yeah. biggest douche and he is being the world's biggest douche in the video and he looks so comfortable at being just like a bro dude bully <laughs> Yeah, I don't get why he's in the video at all. Uh, I don't know if they're buddies or not. I'm assuming probably not because they're both assholes. Dude, but. I was at a I was at a trade show for work. It was New York Toy Fair a couple of years ago, and for the most part, like you can't get in there unless uh, you're uh, in the industry. Mm-hmm. Because I've tried before to to get to see some Ninja Turtle stuff, um, but logan paul was or the the younger brother i don't know which one is which Jake paul yeah so he was there like doing signings and like i've been to a lot of work shows and like so if you've been to javits center for like new york comic-con let's say you know how it's like super packed you can't move not the same for like industry shows like there's yeah. big aisles you can walk around this place was like there was a line of teenage girls just waiting to oh see God. it. I was like, how did they even get into Toy Fair? And why <laughs> is why is this guy at Toy Fair? Because like I mean, they make videos and stuff for promotional things. So there are there's a lot of shows like showmanship at these things. But yeah, it was it was wild. It was yeah, weird, so like this one this just, one's not for me, dog. 
Yeah, I like it. Dan, don't but. don't take that into account because I don't like it either. So just pretend Jimmy didn't put it on here. <laughs> I don't want this to sway you in the wrong direction. Okay. What about uh one of my personal favorites, a song that really got me into Little Dicky? So like I, I heard White Crimes before, but this song I was like, I gotta listen to more. Pillow Talking yeah. Yeah. featuring Brain. Yeah, this is great. Um This is definitely a mumble rap song, which I normally don't yeah, like. Yeah. But because he's saying like interesting and humorous things while he's mumbling them and also because it fits the context of the storyline which is and he's also breaking it up too it's not just a straight like but it actually makes sense too because he's sort of having this passive aggressive argument with this girl so he's mumbling things under his breath and like like just the repetitive line of like sorry jim but do you fuck with the war like yeah so good i don't know why it just cracks me up it's like what about aliens yeah he's so Fish don't know about pangea dude the pangea line is what got my wife hooked she don't know about pangea yeah. it's a... this bitch don't know about pangea. the brain got a poop um um this dude and also his girlfriend is played by the girl who plays ally and dave uh i believe oh yeah yeah so he is incredibly awkward but the beginning of this, obviously, it goes way off on tangents and stuff. But the beginning of this is like probably the most realistic of like depiction of like awkward white dude pillow talk, where yep. he's like, "Oh, you going to sleep? Do you want a t-shirt?" Like, it's so good. He's like, "I'm kind of hungry." <laughs> it's I don't know. It's, yeah, no, it is really very realistic. I have seen myself in situations <laughs> close to those, and I am just like, oh man, that is on point. And it's one of the funniest, most like I relate to it so hard. So visually, I want to talk about <clears throat> the, the really, really well done usage of computer animation in this video. Yeah, yeah, and how and John C. Riley. Yeah, the that. entire video like legitimately <laughs> takes place on this bed or around this bed but the entire room falls away and like there's like aliens running around and soldiers and like there's so much cool stuff happening and then the dinosaurs the velociraptor coming in and rapping and as jeff said yeah. john c Riley playing god it's so good uh once the brain comes the brain out it's just so cute dude once the brain comes out i'm like all right we're in jeff territory now this is like a jeff idea <laughs> and when he started I'm saying I'm six foot. brain got a poop i'm like this is a jeff line like jeff would dude, write dan, this dan so if we talk you into little dicky he doesn't have too much content out that you haven't heard yet but if you go on spotify he did release a demo like last year or an EP last year yep. as Brain and some of the songs feature Little Dicky. There's like four or five songs. It is just so great. It's funny. It is so funny. Yeah. As soon as you said that last time we recorded, I immediately looked it up and it is it's pretty good. I'm so happy that Brain is like a reoccurring character now. Oh, man, I love it. Um, I hope he shows up on Dave. That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> so then the next song, Earth, we go from some good computer animation to really impressive animation through the entire video. Very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, I immediately was sort of drawn out of the song though, by how good the video was and trying to figure out who all the vocal like features were. <laughs> yeah. But like the song's not that good, right? There's like maybe like half a verse of him actually rapping. That was pretty good. But yeah. this was this was for some kind of foundation mm -hmm. about global warming or something. I think it was Leonardo DiCaprio because at the end he shows up. Um, so this was like, I want to know the backstory to this. Like, I don't really care about the video or the song because the song's mm -hmm. like, eh, it's.
it's not that great, but I want to know how it was put together. Exactly. Like, and why the, Yeah, why I was watching him. a video. Yeah, I was watching a video about how he was like basically approaching all these people saying like, hey, I'm doing this song. I would like a whole bunch of people on it or whatever. I already wrote down the verses. And like, I guess he was like just like calling people up. I guess that was like the main way he was doing it. It's but so uh, he would just like show up at shows and like be like, hey, I'm doing this song. Would you mind doing a couple verses like in like people's like studio room or whatever well um, i'm sure leonardo dicaprio's foundation had a lot of pull because like katie yeah. perry says like i'm a zebra like that's all she said yeah you know, you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah it was it was cool I, I wrote down pretty much the same thing that you guys said which is that the video was really impressive but the song was a little one note and i wanted yeah. to know more about how he got all these people to feature but I I do like the intro that wasn't computer animated too. That was just like a well put together like one minute long skit where the kids are littering mm-hmm. and they're like yelling at each other yeah, and the kids are like, eat my butt. Yes, yeah, suck, suck suck my butt. <laughs> He's like you suck my butt and then they're like police police. <laughs> so then the last video that you guys had me watch was a freestyle um, from Sway in the Morning, I guess. Yeah. Which I think is something that he does with a lot of guests. I always sort of question how much of these are really off the cuff. Like, I'm sure that he doesn't have the whole thing memorized. Is like what Jeff? Right, right. But I think a lot of these are probably is like that. Yeah, I think he has a lot of like sort of go to lines or things in his head. But I do have to say that yeah. Um, typically, like I'm not a big connoisseur of freestyle, but I've seen some stuff online of people, and there tends to it tends to fall into like two categories for me, which is like fast and sort of nonsensical or slower but much smarter and wittier he kind of bridges that gap and he does um he does stuff that's fast and smart and and there's a lot of like cultural references pop culture nba sports references that are really impressive to be able to cram in there and uh Mm. yeah i just thought it was one of those like fastest smart raps i've heard in a long time yeah this is another suggestion from ian um that he he sent to me and i was like that was really good and i'm also very excited to see that cal from keenan and cal is doing well oh that's him <laughs> yeah that he was I didn't in there notice. um yeah i also like forgot to mention this when we talked about um some of the songs that we listen to like professional rapper displays this he actually points it out to snoop but he does it a lot in this freestyle which is he's incredibly technically proficient at like doing some of the more difficult things of hip hop, which are like changing cadences and rhythms and the way he like sets his rhyme flow and his pentameter, which is like a super nerdy like thing to notice. But well, yeah, but that's also like in pillow talk, it was mostly mumble rap, but that's not his style. That's not his main style. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. He's just a fan of that and he can do it. But even like harder than switching for a song is he's switching like within verses, like line to line. He's going from like four four to three four to six eight like not to get too nerdy but Mm. he's that's difficult to do and make it sound right a lot of times people try to do it it sounds like they're messing up especially during freestyles and he makes it sound like catchy and hooky so yeah i was pretty impressed by that freestyle video any final overall thoughts uh overall i think i enjoyed the videos more than just the straight audio um, I think there were yeah. some bops and some like fun songs in there that I would listen to again. Uh, 
I don't know if he has a lot of like, and this is a problem I have with like humorous music is I don't know if it has a ton of re-listenability. Um, oh, I, I think it does. I mean, aside from like hearing it and enjoying it and getting the lyrics and stuff like that, I don't know if like the content is, has enough depth for me to dive into something like the clash or Bob Dylan or the Beatles, something like that. Uh, when I have, as I've been re-listening to Lil Dicky, um, I think I listen to him more than like a lot of things I've been listening to because like, yeah, it is enjoyable to listen to and it's also like funny. Um, but like, I think part of him being a really good rapper makes it re-listenable to me. Mm. Like I can listen to the Lonely Island like every now and then and like be, uh, that's more nostalgia at this point. Um, but like, listening to Lil Dicky is like, oh, he's a really good rapper and yep. like it's witty and like I'm still picking up things that I haven't heard the first 10 times I've listened to it, you know. I have a question before I make my decision. Okay. Okay. Well, two-parter. One, are either or both of you watching Dave? Yes. Yes, and that was going to be my final push. What's your second question? Uh, second question was, if so, which you are, is hip-hop music and rapping incorporated into it? Yes. Yeah. So my final push was, um, I know a lot of times some things are, are get a no because it's just like, it's too much to get into. There's a lot you have to like listen to or watch or whatever. But if you are talked into little Dicky, you've already consumed half of what he's got out there. He doesn't have too much. There's like a full album. There's an EP. There's a couple songs There's some videos he has online. And now he has Dave. And there's like, I think at this point there's seven episodes out. Maybe. Sounds right. I think I'm missing one. Yeah, I didn't watch two days ago. But like, not only is it a good show, there's a couple parts where like it's just about the music. Like the first couple episodes are all about hip hop. The third episode is about um, <laughs> sexual relationship with his girlfriend, which is very entertaining. Um, and then there's other stuff too. There's like there's a really serious. Uh, mental health episode that's yeah, that also really good. extremely funny but not in an insensitive way mm. um, so it actually is like a good show as well as being funny and incorporating hip hop okay alright I think we have to ask you a question Dan did Jimmy and I talk yenta Lil Dicky yes yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. It's fun, right? It's just some lighthearted fun. Yeah, like I said, I don't know. I don't know if I'm talked into him as like a, a, a favorite musical act, but I doesn't have to be your favorite. No, but or even like I don't know. I I think I'm more talked into him as like an internet personality or comedic uh, musician. Okay, like I definitely <laughs> would go through and watch more of his videos if he has them. And I'm definitely interested in watching Dave. Um, but I don't know if I would like sit back and listen to his albums a lot. Maybe like a couple, you know, a couple times through here and there. But yeah. Uh, well, we got a yes. So I don't care how we got you there. But we did. yeah, I thought the videos were really funny. I was laughing out loud. I thought some of the songs were super, super good and had my head bopping. So, yeah, I definitely check out more of it. Nice. Yeah, definitely definitely check out the Brain EP. It is very yeah, good. Sure. I mean, it's like four or five songs. It's funny. Uh, so next week, we are switching gears, 
And Dan and I are going to be talking Jimmy into a television program called Broad City. Oh, yeah. Four and three and two and one. And, yeah, this is something that Jeff and I have been into pretty early on. I think we were Since sort of one, interested think, really. in it before it even premiered. Right. Jimmy, you have a little bit of exposure to it. it. Yeah, I have a little bit of exposure to it. I actually saw Alana Glazer uh, with you live. Yeah. Um, her stand-up. Oh, you were with us? Oh, no. That was something different. Oh, yeah. Um, her stand-up wasn't that great, but I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that the uh, the show will probably be better. It is. Yeah, I can't imagine her being that good at stand-up. Like, it, it's so funny. Um, like, Dan and I have talked about this before. You know, like, late late shows from, like, 20 years ago. Like, the hosts and a lot of the guests were stand-up centric. And in the last 10 or 15 years, it's been, like, sketch comedy yeah. performers. Um, UCB kind of has taken, taken over, over the com- comedy industry. Yeah, well, well um, there... Alana and Abby are from UCB in New York yep. and Amy Poehler produced Broad City. Yep. It started out as like a, a web show, I believe, but we'll get more into that next week. Yeah. So we haven't really talked about what exactly we're going to be showing, Jimmy, but I think for this one, um, because there's not a ton of through storylines and because Jimmy we can p- pick and choose. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy has seen a couple. I think Jeff yeah. and I are going to create sort of like a little playlist. Um, I'm not even sure where it's available streaming. Uh, Hulu. It is on Hulu. Yeah. So Jeff and I will pick out a few episodes and we'll post them in the show notes of this episode and the Broad City episode for you guys to watch and to check out with us as we attempt to talk Jimmy into it. In the meantime, you can always find Talk Me Into at www.talkmeinto.com. We're on Patreon. You can give us some support and check out some cool extra stuff. Patreon.com slash Talk Me Into. Uh, we're on Twitter under the name Talk Me Into, Facebook, all those good things. You can email us at talkmeinto at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Twitter under the name Danny underscore breakdown. Jimmy, how about you? Uh, if you feel so inclined, you can send me an email at uh, talkmeinto at gmail.com. You forgot to say that, but you know. If you feel so inclined. Um, no, he said it. Um, he said it. No, he said it, but he didn't say if you feel so inclined. So Jimmy's I had to add get that. that tag in there. Yeah. Um, well, I got to get my tag too. You can also follow me at Son of a Fitch, S O N N A V A F I T C H, on Twitter and Instagram. You know, if you feel so inclined. Uh, Jeff, how about you? You can find me on Twitter at J E F F F F F 27. That's Jeff of 5F's the number 27. Or you can find me on Instagram at Large Hardon Collider where I post things that are probably not very interesting to you, but are to me. Thank you for listening to Talk Me Into. What will we talk you into next? Broads? Jimmy, that's so insensitive. Does that go into it right here? It would have, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Then you can... Okay. You can just make it a seamless edit, Jim. Jim, just make it seamless in the editing. Jim, make it a seamless edit. Ready? Yeah. Let's go through this little quickie, because I got to go (laughs) pee-pee. Please tell me that was recorded. Yep. Sure was. Okay. You should start the episode with that before the music. Yep. (coughs) Yeah, I should, actually. That's a good cold open. Jim, you can start. I can start after, after that happens okay (laughs) just kidding